You may be seated. Would like to introduce the same speaker that we had this morning. <clears throat> Brother Justin Anthony is here to minister to us and uh, I know there there's an old saying that uh, if you can't say something in 20 minutes, it's probably not worth saying. And I know that this morning he was quick, but that was deep and a powerful word. And it's a tough word for some of us. When we start to look at how am I stacking up, you know, we like to think, Oh, I'm good. I go to church. I do these things. I show up. But I think the past two and a half years has shown us we can't always show up at church. We don't always have the body around us. We've got to do something outside of these four walls. We took the church online. We took it out and about. So powerful, powerful word. want to invite him back up for him to take his liberty tonight. And excited to hear what more he's got to say. Where'd he go? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's good to be back here tonight and uh, greet you in the name of Jesus and to give honor to uh, you and to this God family. Give honor to your leadership. Uh, I, I realize and recognize how much David and Sheena, uh, along with their family, uh, give and, and the singers and the musicians and the teachers and, and I'm full aware that nothing happens on its own that it takes people doing uh, to have service so I give honor to you give honor to your pastor who's in the air right now probably and so um, you know as I as I thought back this this afternoon I I'm not fancy uh, I don't have flowery words um, I never been that way uh, I'm just uh, a plunger and when you see a plunger, it doesn't matter how you dress it up, it's just what it is. And so when you think of Justin Anthony, you think of, wow, what kind of preacher, he just call him a plunger. Um, because there's nothing fancy about me, there's nothing wow inspiring about me. I don't, I don't want to flash, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to come and, and be a, I can't be a great orator. Um, but I do have a hunger for God. I do have a thirsting for the Lord. And that's something that I think that the Lord needs in this hour is somebody that's going to say, hey, I'm hungry for God. I, I want to hear from God. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be a production. It doesn't have to have every T crossed and every I dotted. I just need somebody that will reach out to me and cry out to me with all of their heart. I, I just have this urge today, and, and, and Bishop, I, I don't want to be out of line, but I, I, just, I just feel in my spirit that I, 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 I want to I, I change some things. I want to push some things over in my life. I'm tired of things being the same way, and I'm, I'm saying, God, do something in my life, and I know it's messy, and some of you are going, oh, my Lord, have mercy, but God, do something in me because you're coming, and the world's going to hell, and what am I doing? If I break it, I'll buy it. Sorry, Bishop, I know you're in the air. It's probably a good thing. You're probably freaking out by now. 
I'm just, this is my spirit. This is, this is what God is saying to the church in this hour. Hello, anybody home? Luke 18, 1. Got a short amount of time. I, in my spirit, I feel like pushing everything over. Look out. Turn your neighbor and say, look out. He's able to push you over. And I want to be mean. I want to be loving. But something in my spirit, in my faith says, hey, if you believe this thing. If, if I believe what I say, I believe that something's got to change in me. Can't be just worship as normal. I love worship. I love you. I love God. But something in me is saying, God, I need you. God, I need you. I feel like that woman that has an issue. And I'm, I'm like, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what they say about me. I've got to touch Jesus. I've got to get to him. He's the only thing that's going to save my kids. He's the only thing that's going to touch the church that I pastor. He's the only one that's going to take us out of here. Nobody else has the power to do that. Lift your hands and say, Jesus, I need you. Would you turn some things over, please, in my life? You turn my agenda over. Would you flip some things over in my spirit? You help me to think differently so that I'll act differently. That I'll allow the passion inside of me to come out. Luke 18, 18, 1. I'm almost done. Isn't that awesome? You never had a pastor or teach. Hallelujah, let's go to the altar call. <laughs> but I really feel today that God's tired of talking volumes to people. I need a people that'll just get a word, just a word and say, okay, I'm going. Just a word. I don't need paragraphs from the Lord. He generally doesn't speak in paragraphs. He generally will pull you, give you a word. This is what Jesus said. He, Jesus, spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray. And not to faint. So I simply, if I'm going to title this short exhortation today, I would simply say, faint not saint. Turn to somebody and say, faint not saint. I honor you today if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're baptized in Jesus' name. I honor you today. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. I, I, I come to, to just remind you that we are on the threshold of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I mentioned this morning that faith produces something. That if you read the word of the Lord, the Bible says that, that it is faith that moved men and women to act in certain ways. It was their belief structure. It was their core conviction in them. And I, I'm, I'm convinced today that, that prayer ought to be the very first thing that is touched if we really believe what we say we believe. Because we believe that the only answer for every issue in our day, 
The only answer is J-E-S-U-S. Can I get a witness? I can't fix the economy. I can't fix the government. I can't even fix my own house. But what I do know is that there is a man named Jesus Christ who's risen from the dead. And he has all power in heaven and in earth and under the earth. And he has conquered every sin, every sickness, every disease, every foul and demonic spirit. He is risen and he is given all authority. And all he needs to do is speak one word to a situation and that situation can be turned around it can be healed it can be lifted it can be strengthened it can be changed so the very first thing in my life as a believer is to pray not call a friend not check Facebook to pray face of God lift our hearts toward him you know that believer and a believer that does not pray is an oxymoron if you ain't praying you're not believing because faith will push you to lift your head and to call on God And if ever there was an hour, there ought to be more praying saints. It ought to be today. And I'm confused because that's what I don't see very much at all. And just, you know, you you can get back to good preaching this next weekend. The root of prayer is not a need, but a strong conviction and faith in God that he can and he will hear the cry of his people. It's amazing. Do do you know that prayerlessness is faithlessness? And prayerfulness is an act of faith toward God? Did you know that, that... That prayer is the measure of our true maturity in God. I, in 2019, I, 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 I have a wonderful God family. And I, I, I preach. This is me. I'm a plunger. But I was in a leadership meeting. About 100, 100 people in that leadership meeting. Everybody say leadership. leadership. Leaders lead. We had a, a young man there that was powerful in God and he was willing to address the elephant in the room. We were talking about how many guests we have come through our doors on any given year and for the past, I don't know, several years we've had, the, the number seems really big, it has an explanation, but we would count sixteen to 1,800 different people walk through our front door families and maybe they would come two or three times and so you'd count them two or three times but 1800 times that door of ours at the church would move and revolve and 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 we were like god what's going on why aren't they sticking what's happening putting in way too much effort way too much money your kingdom is too close and for uh, for us just to go ah well whatever 
And I shared this with the leadership team, and then this man steps up, and he has the audacity. He said, Pastor, can I take a survey? And I gave him the right to ask the following questions, and it blew my mind. Everybody say leadership. This, this wasn't the carnal people in the pew. This was leadership. And he asked, he asked the first question, how many of you, he said, now I want to qualify something. When I say pray, I, I, I mean you shut down everything. You're not driving and praying. You're not on your way to the ball game. You're not on your way to work. You're not, you are shutting everything down uh, because you want to talk to the man whom you say you love with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so, he, leader, somebody say leadership. In our church, not this God family. I'm sure it's not this way. In our God family, 2019, you know, we got leaders. Oh, pastor, we need to be doing this. And you know what? I, we, we need to be doing this. And we need to be doing this. And these leaders are like, well, if we would do this, this would change. If we would do this, this would change. And, and all of these suggestions. And, and so the question was asked, how many of you pray an hour a day? Prayer, you focus prayer, you shut the phone off, you fight through the flesh, you, you have an appointment with Jesus Christ. We had two people raise their hand. It was our bishop and his wife. Two. He, he, he said, Pastor, I don't want you to raise your hand. Thank God. Because I couldn't have raised my hand. And I'm the pastor. He said, okay, how many of you pray 45 minutes a day? You feel me coming into your backyard? Don't shoot. I'm a friend. There's a bunch of gun. There's a most, this is the most gun-carrying church I've ever been in. I don't know whether to feel the safest in my life or the most scared in my life. So just look straight ahead if you're carrying and packing. I, I don't want to know. I'm about to say something. They probably were itching when I was starting to push, push things over. The pastor gone rogue. Shoot him! I come in peace. So, just, I don't know if anybody raised their hand. 45 minutes a day. How many pray 30 minutes a day? I mean, just, we're, we're talking about 100, 100 people, 100 leaders. Somebody say leaders. How many pray 30 minutes a day? It's getting real because either you're going to lie <laughs> or you're going to be truthful with yourself. Not very many people raise their hand. He said, okay, how many of you pray 15 minutes a day? And you can honestly say within yourself, this is my God family. Please don't raise your hand. How many of you pray 15 minutes a day? You shut everything down, you pray 15 minutes a day. We had a few more. Over 75 to 80% of our leadership didn't pray 15 minutes a day. That's an indictment. I found out two things about our leadership team that day. Number one, we are incredibly honest. And number two, we're incredibly powerless. From that day forward, I said, we ain't got no business leading people if we can't even lead ourselves. I submit that to you today because the same principle applies to this house of God. Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, he got, one of the things that got him so 
table knocking over, flower kicking man was because when he walked into his temple, they were doing everything but the thing that he desired it to be. Remember that? The only time you see Jesus get a little hot. It was the zeal of the house of the Lord. And he said, my house, Matthew 21, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And then the indictment followed. But you have made it a den of thieves. Brothers and sisters, we are the temple of God. Our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Ghost. This structure can come and it can go, but there will still be a church of the living God. And I feel like today, I'm like, God, am I making your house a den of thieves? Tip some things over in my life, God. Don't spare my feelings. Don't spare my ego. Don't spare my estimation of my spirituality. But show me the bare and ugly truth. Lord, make me a house of prayer. I pray tonight. You pray an hour a day. You're barely taking care of your own temptations. You're barely, if, if, no wonder our church services have become what they've become. Because if we're on spiritual empty, when we walk in the house, do you know that Holy Ghost tongue-talking thing? It's supposed to be Monday with Jesus, Tuesday with Jesus, Wednesday with Jesus, Thursday with Jesus, Friday with Jesus, Saturday with Jesus, Sunday with the church. It's through prayer that chains are broken. It's through prayer that prodigals come home. It's through prayer that debts are paid and forgiven. It's through prayer that dead are raised. It's through prayer that sick are healed. It's through prayer that sins are forgiven. There's a book I read several, several years ago. The book was entitled Autopsy of a Deceased Church by Tom Rainier. And in it, I think he, he was looking at churches that have closed their doors. A thousand of them. I think it was a thousand. And, and he was just going through the list of why did their doors eventually shut? What was the main cause of their spiritual demise and death? And there were several things that, there were actually ten things that he pointed out. And one of them was a focus inwardly rather than a focus outwardly. Think about it. It comes about you and where you're sitting and, and, and how you feel rather than where Jesus is and what he's feeling and what he feels and where others are. And where they're sitting and what they're feeling and what they're going through. Turned inward, me, my, I don't know, I don't think, I don't feel. 
That's tragic. He found that in, in the deceased church. He found that the Great Commission, I, I don't remember which chapter it was, but the Great Commission became the Great Omission. Again, selfward focused rather than outward focused. He found traces of a heroic past that people were almost nostalgic at what church used to be and they had a past but they didn't have a vision or a purpose for the future. Then the last and final one that I want to bring to you today is the church rarely prayed together. Oh, it fellowshiped together. Oh, it ate together. Oh, it went to the car show together. Oh, it went. But do you realize that prayer is what holds the church together? It's the only thing we can even praise together. But Jesus didn't say, my house shall be called a house of praise. We do. He didn't even say his house would be called a house of preaching. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. The most basic of all things in our Christian walk in life with God. 101. Somebody say 101. The disciples had this same problem, so we're in good company. I'm not indicting us to hell. I'm saying, come on, saint, faint not. You need to prioritize prayer and make it priority in your life. Set your alarm tomorrow morning and get yourself up and seek the face of God. Dare I say five minutes? What excuse do we have? Where are you going to hide behind? What shadow are you in, Adam, to think that you can boast of a relationship with God and yet never talk to Him? He loves us. He cares for us. Let's stand. Isn't that fast? Everybody say, whew, I couldn't withstand an hour of that kind of preaching. You preach everybody out of the church. Pastor Joe said, whatever you do, don't ever have that guy back. Whatever you do. He scares me. Well, you scare me. You got guns everywhere. Back at you. The kingdom of darkness is unmoved by a prayerless church. Anyone ever groaned in the Holy Ghost before? Raise your hand if you identify with what I mean. Where it's beyond Jesus bless my family. And that's fine. That's good. Jesus, 
I've got a health issue. I, I identify with that. I went through something in 2019, first panic attack. My blood pressure goes up when you even say doctor. And I ain't gone through nothing. I'm a wimp and a plunger. Wow, what a guy, right? So I, I get life. I get you need to pray for the things in your life. And you do. But do you know there's more in you than just praying for your stuff? That there is a spirit on the inside of you that the Bible says will make intercession. But do you know to get there, you can't just drive through Jesus, drive up and go, Hey, Lord, peace out, homie. I love you. Be with me today. Bless me today. Help my bank account not to go negative today. Thank God he does and he's faithful to us because I've been there. And every time I lift my hands, he says, I'm here for you. But can I tell you there's a drawing of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, I need some people with some faith. I need some people that will put a little step in their faith and say, I'm going to seek your faith. Lord, you said, seek my face. And my soul said, Lord, I hear you. I'm going to seek your faith. I'm blown away. This is my congregation. I'm not talking about yours. I'm blown away at the seemingly prayerlessness, but the seemingly spiritual authority and mind that people have. You can't have spiritual authority on five minutes of prayer. I'm not about to change anything in our church if all you've got is a five-minute prayer, prayer life and you say, hey, I feel like we need to do this. That's fine. Write it down on a piece of paper and I'm going to throw it away. You know, you know what Pastor Sister Showstrand need? You know, they need men and women that'll love prayer more than anything else. And I'm not talking to Patty Kay. I'm talking, I got your back. I know how to pick up the sword of the Spirit. I know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. I know how to get into the presence of God. There's 21 in a tree. I was messed up, man. I was messed up. Knew too much to be a sinner, like the outright sinner. I wasn't serving God like I should. And I wasn't in the place spiritually that I needed to be. You know, you find yourself doing a lot of things you know you shouldn't be doing when you're not where you need to be with God. You know what's right, but you're still doing what's wrong. Anybody mind somebody's backyard again? So the preacher can't say anything to you. You don't, already, you don't already know. I'm, I'm up in a tree, but I, I knew I had gotten to a place where I was just hungry for God to do something. But I don't know where you want me. And even if I did, I don't know how to get from here to there. I'm bound. I'm shackled. I'm broken. I'm weeping up and I was supposed to be deer hunting. I had a gun. Weeping. Young man, 21, 12 feet off the ground. Crawled down out of the tree, not sure what had changed. I just know that I had touched the Lord that day. Anybody know 
you know when you've touched heaven and heaven has touched you you know when prayer happened a lot of what we do we get done and we know that wasn't much prayer but you know when God has stepped into your world and you've stepped into here crawled down out of the tree God did amazing things because of a prayer meeting 12 feet wasn't even in the church 12 feet above the ground I'm gonna tell you God's gonna do some things in your life I don't care where you are it's not gonna be in this building it may be in your car that you just are so moved by God that you put it in park in uh, I don't know do they got piggly wigglies here what do they got for supermarkets I don't know huh giant eagle I ain't never heard of that they probably carry guns there too But God's going to move on you in the name of Jesus. He wants to take you past just, Lord, help me, Lord, bless me. He wants to use you in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Right. You're going to put your car in park and you're going to talk in tongues for 30 minutes and you're going to open your eyes and say, My God, time just flew by. When you get into the presence of the Lord, time stand still anybody remember those times when you are so moved by God that you don't care who's by you you don't care who's watching you don't even you don't need whatever I challenge this congregation your pastor's not here but I challenge your congregation make the prayer room the busiest place in this building I'm just I'd rather you come late for church and go to the prayer room I gotta be on time for church no you need to be in prayer together we can we can do incredible things in the Holy Ghost but when we're carnal we step in and say I want to be moved and I want to be touched and give me something good to take home you weren't called into the church just to receive you were called to put on the whole armor of God and to pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication. You're a warrior! So stand at attention. Everybody, click your heels together. You're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. People, where's my place? What do I do? The very first calling that we have is to be a people of prayer. There's nothing worse than a platform full of people that know how to do ministry but don't know how to pray. Hello. How many of you want the Lord to push some things over in your life? So that you'll reprioritize, prioritize, reprioritize. This is not a one-time thing. It's all my life. I'm 50 years old and I continually got to say, that doesn't belong. That needs to be moved out of the way. That needs to be pushed over. There's things in my life that are out of order. God, I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to reprioritize. And then I'm going to prioritize again. It's kind of like your budget. How many of you are going to reprioritize with me? Come on forward. Altar call time now. It's time to put some, some action to your faith.
I got some good head nods, some good amen, Jesus, I love you. Get ready, God's going to push some things over. God's going to push some things over. COVID caused us to be really time conscious. And that's fine. I honor your time. I thank you for being here. I do. I, I honor you for being here today. I want to say, where's everybody else? The point, Jesus changed your life like that. Where's everybody else? Remember the 10 lepers? <laughs> Jesus cleansed them all. They go. Only one goes, hey, hold on a second. I got to come back second time. We can't get we can't get too much prayer. We can't get too much worship. We can't get too little prayer. I don't know how God's gonna come. I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't expect you to jump out up and down. I don't expect you to talk in tongues. I don't have a preconceived notion that you need to do today. All I know is that I'm hungry for the Lord to do this in my spirit so that I'll get a clue. And I want the Holy Spirit to use me. And, and I want time with the Lord. Facebook doesn't have anything on the presence of Jesus. Won't you lift your hands, Father, in the name of Jesus. We, we've come tonight. I've lingered longer than I wanted to. nothing else to say but forgive me God I have nothing else to say I don't condemn these people if there's any condemnation tonight it's in me but I'm asking you to push some things over in my life don't let the prayer room be the last place I go it's where you change me presence be foreign to me because it's where I find peace and pleasure beyond this world don't let me be a stranger to the throne room of God because it's where you change my children <laughs> it's where true protection and provision comes from So I come humbly and I come boldly before the throne of God tonight. Breathe life into me and push things out of the way that need to be moved. Even if I don't want them to be moved, disturb me today, Father. In the name of Jesus. Can I tell you, open your mouth and talk to the Lord. Don't think a prayer. Learn how to use your mouth and talk to Jesus and push volume out. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, we all fall short of praying like we should. We all fall short. That's right. Just talk to the Lord. To open your mouth. Confess. He's here. 
He misses time with his children, his sons and daughters. As they sing, may the Lord bless you. I love you.